Hello and welcome to the Sisterhood of Mummy Imperfect. I'm Mummy Imperfect, aka Rena Deepthi Annabelle, and this is a place where each and every week I delve into different aspects of womanhood with the help of my fabulous guests. And it's also the place where we celebrate the game changers and I have three of those game changers here with me today on this very special episode of the Sisterhood of Mommy and Perfect. So let me introduce these three lovely ladies. It is GP, dance teacher and Instagram influencer Nirja Joshi. It is writer and mum of two Amy Beeson and student and campaigner Ava Beeson Udin who happens to be Amy's daughter. Hi ladies. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, so, ladies, I'm so happy to have you all here. Now, um, it is going to be Women's Day soon, and I, I've I've said to you that already that instead of having this as like, oh, you know, this is our special International Women's Day episode. Every day is International Women's Day as far as I'm concerned, especially that's what I try and do in this podcast. Mm-hmm. But the reason why this is so special is because, you know, we're different generations coming together, right? And um, we're talking about... Um, period positive education really that and and there's something that I haven't done before on here to kind of get um younger people's voices and you know um obviously I feel like those game changers now are the younger generation because um they're really changing things up and 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 voicing their opinions (laughs) which is something like that a lot of us who are older were actually frankly too scared to do um you know and I and, and I think that that is making things better the fact that people are brave enough to speak up about things um so we will also hear from a few other girls actually in this episode I'll play, play some audio clips a little later but first Nishja I just wanted to ask you why do you think it's so important for girls to learn about their period so I, I think what Ava's doing is fantastic and she'll explain a bit more about kind of what what she's been doing but the reason why it's important is that as a GP I see so many women who have been suffering with problems for decades, and I really do mean decades. So when women don't understand what normal is, it's really difficult to understand what abnormal is. So I have women who take days off every single month due to pain, heavy bleeding, vomiting, and they put up with it for years and years and years because they don't have the understanding of what is normal, what is abnormal, when to seek help. So What I hope will happen from Ava's campaign is that girls in this generation will really understand truly what is normal and when to seek help. Because the truth is there are so many different treatments out there now that women don't have to suffer like they used to. Mm. And really, we can really make a change, but it's that education and that's where this all starts. So information, education and empowerment is the beginning of of making change so that women don't have to suffer like they have done historically. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So Ava, um, tell me about the letter that you wrote for your school magazine. So I wanted, because I read um, a book by, the book by Chella Quint on how to own your period. And then when I went to primary school, I, or, I mean secondary school, <laughs> they um, there weren't any books in the library. So I thought, why don't I write a like a letter or an article for my school newsletter newsletter paper, and mm-hmm. um, then it got posted. And then um, it got posted on social media. What was happening? <laughs> um, first of all, well done that you actually took that initiative because a lot of people wouldn't have bothered. But that is the way to make change. So well done. Um, so Ava, are you in year seven? Yes, I am in year seven. Okay, so and it's a little bit new. Um. So, I mean, 
did you feel at all embarrassed kind of talking about periods or learning about them finding out more so in primary school we learned them in, about them in year five so i knew how to like talk about them but i felt a bit nervous about actually speaking out about them because i just thought i'm just a year seven <laughs> but it's different now yeah um so amy did you have these conversations with ava about periods and did you do it before she learned at school was it kind of a thing that you did at the same time yeah i mean i think ava's probably been aware of periods uh at a, an appropriate level for the whole of her life because obviously i have periods and when you're a mum you don't get to go to the toilet on your own um so for example my two-year-old talks about my periods all the time um but i think yeah as as Ava was getting older and obviously because you never know when your period's going to come do you like it was that thing when we were I remember when I was at school if you're a bit grumpy people go oh she's probably got her period and it was that kind of stigma so I didn't really want that for Ava so we had lots of conversations early on um and then we started thinking about the preparation so you know I went and I got her the products but I wanted to really help her prepare for the um for the emotions of, of that change it's, it's a big change in your life and I wanted it to be positive and I didn't want her to feel embarrassed so we went to our friendly local bookseller on High Street Kensington <laughs> who adores Ava and needs things for her behind the counter that says when Ava comes in she'll probably like this um, and asked her and one of the books we bought we bought several books but one of them was this book by Stella Quint which Ava loved and I think at the end of the book, it had talked about owning your own period and becoming an activist. And unbeknownst to me, Ava got her period, went to the library, found out there wasn't any books and wrote to the school off her own bat saying, I went to the library. You don't have these books. Maybe you should get them. If you can't get them, could you share a list of you know, these things that might be helpful? And, and what was interesting was the school immediately wrote back and said, no, you're quite right, Ava. And I just thought oh good for Ava well done and not really thinking about it did a tweet and um, because I'm an author and I used to work in museum libraries and archives you know people who are in charge of library policy who I know was like she's right we, we don't have that it's not it's not something we've included to say this should be stocked in every school library um, and also other books about health and, and development as well so we talked about whether Ava wanted to pitch an idea for her school magazine which she did which she might want to explain a bit more herself and it kind of started from there really I mean first of all like the, the it, I just want to say that it does just take sometimes one person to say something right to start a change and like, I feel like I don't I could I don't think I could have been that person at, at your age Ava like, are you 12 yet or are you still 11? I'm still 11 I'm turning 12 in June okay so I, I feel like when I was that age like I was so embarrassed about it and I wouldn't have known where to start or just that it's okay to talk about it I remember like once my my mum um she told me to get some pads from the shop after school and I that whole act of like buying pads and my friends were with me and everything I was just literally mortified I was like oh my god I can't I can't go and buy pads like you know people are going to say I need to and then things like if I buy it I need to like wrap it in about two carrier bags so that nobody sees its pads like that is insane to to do that did you feel that way as well it's just is it just me 
No, you're completely right. I think there was a lot of stigma. And, you know, if you had to, for example, carry sanitary products around with you, which is quite normal to do, they're always brightly colored and in plastic. So everybody knows, you know, what's going on. So you've got to wrap them up in something or keep them in a compartment in your bag. And when you have to excuse yourself from a lesson to go Mm. to the bathroom and you take your bag with you, everybody knows what's going on you know yeah. there was just there was no subtle way of doing that um but I, I just think the narrative is really changing these days and I'm really happy for for women and girls today that they're able to you know to, to be so brave as Ava because you're right I don't think in our generation that would have happened so um so openly really yeah um and do do dads get involved now as well Amy did did your husband get involved in the whole chat yeah, I mean, he is involved in that we talk very openly and he will contribute. You know, we talk a lot around the dinner table or it's not a very big flat. It's London. You know, so you're very aware of what's happening. And I think and also my husband's got three sisters, so it's not something that he feels uncomfortable about either. I think what I noticed was a, a really big win for me is, you know, when you are married or you have a boyfriend and you have the bin in your bathroom, which is your bin because your sanitary products go in that yeah. bin and they kind of want nothing to do with it. I've noticed now he now empties the bin recently. So he must have had a shift as well, but he doesn't see it as yeah. the bin of shame. The bin um, of shame. <laughs> but um, no, he is aware. But I think he sees it that he talks about it. He's not embarrassed about it, but he doesn't make it about him. It's not something that's happening to him. I think he, it's a bit, I suppose it's a little bit like when you're pregnant, like, you know, your partner is there and they're supportive, but all the bodily changes are kind of happening to you. They're kind of like, a supporting act I guess at times yeah no absolutely I mean I I don't think that I spoke to my dad about it and it was a thing that we don't speak to dads about you know whereas my kids do and my husband like we're quite open about it and you know how you said Amy that you know even your 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 little one she'll talk about periods and you know she's come in the bathroom and stuff we didn't have that and I don't know why we didn't because for me it's like even if I wanted to be on my own in the bathroom I I never was anyway so then it's like okay well you're going to learn about periods because if you want to barge in then good luck to you you'll know all these things and so my six-year-old says things like oh have you got your period like she'll ask the others and you know and and I don't understand why it hasn't been that way all the time it's weird maybe you've got my husband I asked my husband for Valentine's Day to put a lock on the bathroom door and he hasn't yet that might make (laughs) that might make a big difference in our house but I think it's because small children come into like you were saying come into the bathroom regardless you have no privacy so I think you just go can you give me a bit of space I just need to sort this out but you don't make it into like some sort of yucky big shameful thing it's just like anything you're doing like sometimes you're doing stuff and it's not really good for them to be touching it or involved and they just need to step to the side but they don't need to be like shooed out like it's something awful for them to see yeah 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 because I remember like you know uh, my kids were oh what's that and it's just like oh it's a period women have it like you know ladies have it sometimes or older girls that was it and they're like oh okay fine and by the way we have had a lock on the bathroom door but they always open it from the outside with some implement so um yeah that always happens basically (laughs) so you can't even hide in a locked bathroom anymore (laughs) oh dear so um Ava did you interview Nizja then for this magazine how did that go uh, so I just um, what I just text her a couple of questions for like a little Q and A part of it of the article. So that was 
that was mania. <laughs> and how how um, have people in your school um, reacted to this? Have they read it? Have they said anything to you about this? What did your friends say? So some of my friends know it's happening, but I'm right. But I've written an article, and the thing is that the have the newspaper hasn't come out yet. It's coming out okay. ran more more to Easter mm -hmm. so um, not many people know but when I started talking about it I came into school with like my two books that I have and I, I and I was like really open about it and I just like I was like I'm fed up of hiding this I'm just gonna read this in class when we're asked to read and then actually one of the people who I'm not actually very close friends with and I don't really like it at all was like can I have a look at your book and I was like yeah <laughs> And it was like really confusing for me, but I've, but then after that, I like realized actually people actually really do want to read this. People want to know because it because at first it's a bit it might be a bit scary. Mm. So so it's nice to know. Yeah, I, I what what Ava's just shown there is that she broke social boundaries, and that the fact yeah. was that everybody had the same interest in the subject. But she was able to to break those boundaries by showing some sort of confidence and assertion about the the, the subject matter, even though it's not been um, released yet. She's kind of proved herself as a subject matter expert for her class, which is fantastic. Yeah, and and the fact that you, um, you know, maybe you were a bit embarrassed, but you openly read this book because people should, you know, not like oh well, I'll hide it in the dictionary or something, <laughs> so nobody knows what I'm doing. Um, but I'm just going to play you these voice notes now from um, a few other girls that I spoke to. Like um, I'm from a family where there's a lot of girls. So I thought, you know what, let's have a little chat about it. And here is what they said. Girls aren't embarrassed to talk about periods in school anymore. Everyone's very open about it. And especially like if they have any like questions about stuff like regarding their periods. For example, in like Duke of Edinburgh, people are like, oh, yeah when we go on expeditions what's going to happen like if we're on our periods and stuff and so like we're actually taught how to deal with this stuff it's not like you just have to like whisper it to a teacher after the lesson you can be quite like open about it even when boys are there I don't I think it's quite normal for them to know and actually realize that we do have our periods um I feel like when I get my if I get my period in school I would know who to talk to because like they say like on the back of the toilet, they say like who to go and like who has all like um the pads and stuff. Uh, we don't have any period products in the toilets, and our toilets are unisex, which I don't think that's like a very good idea to have, especially at this age, because a lot of people will be getting their periods, and um a lot of the time, my personal experience is that when I try and use the sanitary boxes, I'm unable to because there's like food pushed into them or like they're full, like. The lids are broken. I leaked once at school and it was really bad and I was feeling really uncomfortable and I didn't really have anything spare to change in except for my pee score. I was asking if I could go home but the teacher like kept on insisting that I stay in school and I try and like ride through it and I kept saying no I'm really uncomfortable and my score is really short and I don't really like it and she's like no you can deal with it you can get through the day and then it got to the point where I really didn't want to be there so I just told the teachers can you call my mum and she she said yeah and then came to pick me up. I think that people see them as something that's like disgusting or that should not be like talked about that's quite like a shy topic explaining the menstrual cycle just like 
different thing that you can go through on your period so people know that they're not like not the only ones going through it and different things that can help with like what you're going through on your period yeah. and I don't think people should um perceive it as like something that's oh it's embarrassing to have it and like oh but gross to have it when it's just something that happens yeah and they should be confident because um and and brave and just and bold and just go through it be having their periods period in their life there you go so a lot of uh, mixed things there mixed reactions and and different kind of attitudes um to school Ava can you identify with any of that or do you think that your school is uh, a place where you'd get support when you're on your period um so my secondary school it's always saying like it's got like this poster in the bathroom don't flush I mean like it's it has this poster in the bathrooms and it says because I go to a single um girl like, school, girl school mm-hmm. it just says um ask it just says if you get your period and you haven't got anything ask for the red box so um at reception so I feel like I've always got a backup in case like I've got no, no more period um pads or anything mm-hmm. and then in my primary school I mean we didn't have unisex toilets we had a girl's space and a boy's space but didn't really feel that if you got your period you'd be um comfortable to speak about it because it'd be like because there weren't any like actual bins Mm -hmm. for you to um dispose of your pads so I don't know what happened to some people because obviously some people did actually get their periods and you just see like pat like sometimes you'd like see a pad in the in the toilet because they had nowhere else to put it which was kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, I, I learned something actually um, uh, last year when I did a podcast about periods that I, I um, said sanitary products in the podcast and then there were these um, ladies and they're from a period charity and they were saying that we don't say sanitary products anymore, we call them period products because the fact that it's not dirty to have a period and it's not like oh it's unsanitary and and I have noticed a change in the shops as well um with how um everything is labeled so the word periods will come up um what guys what do you think is 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 the main thing um like when it comes to how periods are shown in the media and and what they need to do better I mean, I'll, I'll take this one first. I mentioned this in Ava's article, actually, because she asked me the same question. I think one of the biggest shifts we've seen in the media is the change in the TV advertising that they're now showing kind of red where they used to show blue, yes. you know, and it's just, it's a huge mindset shift. It is. And I, I don't know if anyone else has this, but if there's a sanitary, if there's a period product advert, for example, but if men feel uncomfortable, then they might, you know, leave the room or just not not look at the tv whereas now it's kind of forcing people to understand that no this is happening and there's a woman on the toilet which is more realistic than you know the the adverts gone by where they just never ever showed what would happen during that time so um i think that's been a huge shift in the media and will shift the conversations in people's homes um what about um period products themselves because we've had a few developments recently in period products because I see a lot of like um period pants advertised a lot and I've never used them myself and and um like my daughters haven't my daughter hasn't either um do you guys use those Ava do you have is that something that you have used 
So I'm, I've only just started getting my period and mm. the second time I had it, I did use some and they're really comfortable and they also make swimwear. So I was able to go swimming, which is really nice. Yeah, so. That, um, I mean, this is one thing I was going to talk about as well, that missing out <laughs> on things. And that is some, some things like as a young girl, when you get your period, that whole, oh, I'm missing out on things, especially if you like sports and like, you know, going swimming, as you mentioned, Ava, that is a quite a horrible thing. And especially when you're trying to be like, oh, you know, I haven't, I haven't got my period, I've just got a tummy ache or something like that. You know what I mean? Like if you don't go to a, if you go to a, like a mixed sex school, especially, I remember people were just like, oh, well, it's just, I've got a tummy ache when they were on their period. Um, so that that whole thing of of missing out and I'd, how do you think schools could do better to support girls? Anyone? Um, I think they should definitely um, definitely talk more about ways to um, manage it um, because we've just finished our topic on human reproduction, but it was mainly focusing on what happens and not um, on like menstrual period products and stuff like that and how to manage it which I thought was quite lacking seeing as we go to an all-girls school yeah Mm. um um Amy I just wanted to ask you like you know with things like uh the period products like when you were younger and now like with your daughters this were you kind of like really uh, you know wanting to try these new things like period pants and swimming yeah. costumes or were you a bit like um, I'm not sure because I, I do feel a bit like really period pants that's why I want to talk to people who've, who've worn them and tried them because I'm, I'm a bit like maybe I'm just old school I don't know I didn't believe oh, it I've, <laughs> I've had seen particularly on Instagram lots of people talking about period pants for ages and really wanted to try them and wasn't sure because I couldn't quite understand how it would work like I just couldn't get my head around it and then I can't remember why but one month I must have been feeling particularly up for stuff because I bought myself a yoga bolster and some period pants <laughs> so obviously we're trying to set some intentions there and I ordered two pairs of pants and thought I'll just try it and see what it's like and I actually found it completely changed my experience of having my period um since having two children I have quite heavy periods from like 24 hours to 72 hours like it is quite quite difficult to manage and um, more more at night, really, because you're asleep and you don't change and then you wake up in a big mess. And actually, since I shifted to using the period pants, I haven't woken up in a big mess, which is really nice. Um, and then I ordered lots. So now I use period pants throughout my period. And we have to adjust them. So there are some for kind of like light flow, medium flow, like in very, very heavy kind of like overnight flow as well. And so I have found them really comfortable um, much more reassuring but also for me I think you know we try to be environmentally friendly where we can in our household and it was really nice to know that I can just like rinse them wash them reuse them not kind of adding to kind of landfill with and for me actually pads have never worked that well pads are always let, let me down like I'm not yeah. very good I think when I was over days when I was younger I think it they were a bit more effective but you know they used to come unstuck on your pants and they'd be halfway up your bum and then you know they just didn't yeah. always do the job um so for Ava she got her first period I had been thinking about ordering her pants but because I didn't know when it would come I didn't know what size she'd be so I didn't know what what size to order so I had like a little like um you know teenage sanitary kit in the house 
that we used when she got her first period. And then when she had finished, I measured her and then ordered her enough pants for the week and a swimsuit just in case her next period happened to come on uh, when she was due to go swimming, if she wanted to go swimming. And they came. Now, even for me, when she got in the pool, even though I went to her, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. In my head, I was thinking, yeah. how will it be fine? And it absolutely was. It was fine. It worked. They've obviously tested them very rigorously. Um, and I think this is the thing. It's like, it's good to have the right products. But my thing with Ava was saying, you don't have to go swimming if you don't want to. Do yeah. what you feel. Like, if you feel like it's still something you want to do, do it. But actually, if your tummy hurts and you feel a bit blue and you'd rather stay at home, you can stay at home. Like, I think sometimes it's good to go on and live your life and do what you want to do. But sometimes, actually, it's quite good to accept how you're actually feeling. And she said to me, actually, she was like, oh, I'm definitely not as grumpy as you, Mum, when I have my period. <laughs> so... There we go. I was obviously projecting onto her. Um, with with the period pants, because I'm just so fascinated by this, right? Do you is it like a big mess when you actually have to wash them and do you like hand wash them first, then put them in the machine? Yeah. So what I do, I mean, I think uh, I found as well that because they're all kind of uh, generally quite small owned companies, they're really responsive to your questions. So I had been using mine for about a year when a couple of them stopped being ineffective. And then I just messaged them and they explained to me just how to do an extra clean wash and then they were effective again. Um, but essentially what you do is when you need to change it, um, your pants, you I go to the bathroom tap and I just rinse them under cold until it runs clear. Mm-hmm. And then I just put them in the wash, my regular washing, and then you dry them and then you reuse them. And I, I don't think you're supposed to, but I pop them on the towel rail because it's quicker mm-hmm. to get them dry and they're always fine. Um yeah so so for me like obviously even though I've got five pairs of period pants there is quite a lot of washing involved um for me obviously I could order more pants but they're quite expensive but I do find it works so much so much better for me I feel I feel like I can still actually live my life a bit more like I feel a bit more comfortable going out and about and doing stuff whereas if I was I probably need to go and talk to Nirja now. If I was like on a regular cycle, sometimes I can't even leave the house. When it gets that 24 hour to 30 hour, sometimes I've really only got like a 45 minute window before I need to change my tampax again. It's such a heavy flow. I think it is from having children. I think it's that stretching of the uterus that just kind of dumps it out. Mm. Um, it's not painful, but it is just a very, very heavy flow in, in that in that space so now you've got way too much information I actually have a a follow-up period pant question if I'm if I'm allowed yeah so when you rinse it does that mean that then you have to change your pants so if you were going out would you carry a spare pair of pants yeah so I've never had to so um so 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 obviously they last quite a long time so I mean if you were going I think depending on what your flow cycle was, but I mean, I've been out literally all day in them and not have to do anything. Wow. For me, because my flow is so heavy, on day two and three, I do use Tampax as well. But on days one, four and five, I just use the pants and I can wear that same pair of pants all day and I don't have to do anything. I just live my life and go to the loo as normal. That's amazing. That is. I've worn them a lot in your dance. I will be wearing them in your dance class probably on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I just love the fact that there are 
you know all these different things and and i i do get concerned about the environment as well because obviously there's plastic in there and stuff isn't there so you know that is it's it's a really good thing and i think and even in some countries where it's like it would actually benefit them more to give them a few pairs of pants which is reusable rather than oh here you have some pads and then they get chucked and then what you're going to do so um I, I think it's good I, I think i will be trying it for sure um so ladies since it is coming up to international women's day um i just wanted to know from you guys what do you like best about being a woman or a girl and and obviously we've talked about periods a lot because the whole episode was about periods positive education but we're not as women reduced to just you know people who have periods so it can be anything you want Okay, I'll start. What I like most about being a woman is that other women make such, it sounds really sappy, they make such great friends. Like, you know, at different stages of your life, but particularly like for me, you know, I'm a mum, I've had a second baby, I've got a big gap. Um, and I've got um, lots of friends who are mums who, who aren't mums, but without them for all the laughs and the emotional support, um, it would be such a hard journey through life without them. I think some of your the women in your life are some of your deepest loves and the people that you trust with such personal things. And you can't buy that. Like it kind of happens and it's, it's such a beautiful thing. I think female friendship is, is such a lovely, lovely thing when you have like a really good set of friends who really look after you and have laughs with you. And you can text that you are sobbing all the time and you feel awful and they just let you be yourself and you don't have to yeah. kind of pretend to be someone else. That is that is that is a special thing. Yeah. Ava, what about you? What do you like best about being a girl? I like that um <laughs> uh I like lots of things about being a girl. I like that um it's easier um to like be around people. I don't know why that is, but I feel like the boys when I was at primary school, they'd always be like a bit standoffish and they'd like even to each other, they'd be a bit like I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, like it's really easy. Also, it's really easy to connect with other girls. Because for some reason, because I, I used to hang out with the boys because I found the girls a bit weird. Um, but now I really like um, being around them because they're like really fun and sociable. But the boys went really. <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, it, you know, it's that nice female connections like that your mum mentioned, isn't it? Uh, Nidja, what about you? So for me, when we talk about International Women's Day, the first person that comes to my mind is my mum. And I'm just so aware that every mother has this incredible capacity to just be everything to everyone. And I find it just so incredible. So I'm not a mother myself, but when I look at people like Amy, I just think you you can do everything. You know, you are literally raising other human beings. And I think Amy and I have had a conversation once where we talked about the fact that a mother is kind of indispensable, whereas the father is like the add-on. You know, he can kind of be there if he chooses to be. But it's true in all kind of families. It's the same, isn't it? Like the mother is the, is the essential person with whom nothing else functions. And so for me, it's always the strength and the capacity that women have to adapt to things because I just think that's incredible. And I don't think that men necessarily possess that same ability uh, as well as women yeah. do. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, for me, I, I think that, you know, it's a little bit of what you said as in like, you can be, you know, at times going tap into your feminine side, because obviously we as females, we have feminine and masculine sides, but that feminine side where you're a nurturer, aren't you? You're a nurturer. And we have, like, I think majority of women have that in them, right? This nurturing quality that 
guys don't really and that's a really beautiful thing and then when you need to be like a you know a boss lady then you can be a boss lady so absolutely absolutely um but ladies i just wanted to say thank you so much thank you so much for sharing thank you so much for um just being game changers all of you honestly i honestly do mean that because you know you're out there kind of educating people all three of you so um thank you so much for coming on i really really appreciate it and um thank you to everybody for listening please do share this podcast with all the women and the girls that you know happy international women's day every day speak up do your bit for the sisterhood until next week peace out bernie bye